up, weirdos? Hey, welcome to episode five of Way Too Weird, Ooh. the podcast where we talk about our weird-ass universe. I'm Annie B. And I'm Sarah. Sup, Sarah? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Annie? Yo, I'm fine. It's been a really busy month, so I do, like, pet ornaments, um... And yeah, really awesome pet ornaments. Yeah. Shout out An- the real Annie B. Yeah, that's actually not the name. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Wait, what's your handle? Uh, you Annie B Creations. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annie I B think Creations. You're my shout out. Yeah. So I, like I said, I make the ornaments, and with this, you know, being December, all of these people are ordering the ornaments. Um, so I've been just wildly making those. You're so. so successful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I think I bit off a little bit more than I can chew, but I'm, no, I'm she's to make it chewing, work. she's swallowing, she's digesting. Oh, my God. Why do you make everything so disgusting? <laughs> like, you just made that horrible. Pretty soon, you know what you'll be doing. Getting paid. Yeah. Get that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you? How you doing? I'm good. You're good? <laughs> yeah, I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> the tears good. running down your face tells me otherwise, but you know, I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> I thought it was allergies. I'm sweating. By the way, talking about allergies, mm. I think we should let everybody know that, so we record this podcast in my apartment and I have two cats, I'm Bunny like, and Tulip. They're wonderful. I'm criminally allergic to them. Like I have a personal relationship with them. Like I would say we're friends. You're definitely friends. Like, I'm always surprised. I'm always like apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry about the cats. And you're like, Tulip, come here. Let's hang um, out. I'm a little, I'm like, we we have an agreement, you know, they don't try to get up in my space. Um, but yeah, if I like use your bathroom, Tulip will come check on me and just keep me company. And yeah, she's I like a that. bathroom gargoyle. She That's is. where she lives. She is. And, um, I mean, she know. doesn't live there, but you cannot go to the bathroom without Tulip. That's just that personally offensive. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. But yeah, allergy-wise, not great. No. So throughout, <laughs> as I've been editing the episodes, throughout the entire process, I'm hearing you get more and more nasally, <laughs> and at the end, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to edit out every single sniffle. If you could actually just put me on full auto-tune, I would prefer that. (laughs) That would be so good. Yeah, it would be good, you know? (laughs) All right. Right. So let's talk about what's weird with you. Anything weird going on with you, Annie? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, this past week... It's been a good one. I got to see Chelsea Handler. Jealous. Um, you and I went to a little Christmas pop-up bar, That's Miracle so Bar. Cute. Shout out Miracle sweet. Bar. The only thing really weird that stood out to me over the last week, and again, this is dream related. Um, so I often have, well, not often, but throughout my life, I would say, I, I will sometimes have really vivid dreams about tornadoes Mm. and when i do the next day i'll wake up and there will have been a major tornado in the u.s somewhere Mm -hmm. and honestly i've always left that up to just like oh well maybe my body is more sensitive to like barometric pressure and um and so subconsciously i know that something's going on and it's likely that there could be a tornado maybe you're an oracle you know we got to keep an open mind to these things sure well so 
this time there was not a tornado, but was really odd was I had that dream. And then I was looking at our little friends chat message group. And in it, one of my best friends texted all of us and was like, anyone know why the tornado sirens going off? And it was like a beautiful, bright, clear day. There were no, no storms like coming in or leaving the area. And what was really odd too was no one else heard it. It was just her. Hmm. And we do have those tester um, tornado yeah. sirens that are like, you know, Tuesdays Tuesday at noon. noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was on a Saturday. It was like totally random. So hmm. it was weird. That is so too weird. It was a little too weird. The only other thing, okay, this is not new, but it's a weird thing about me that people would really not care to know. It's not interesting to anyone else besides me, but I just want to say it. So every time I drink water, drink anything, coffee, when I'm drinking, I have never gone a single day without spilling a drink on me to the point where like when I'm taking a drink at night, I'll always spill water on me and I just like let it be. I'll just like always have a soak shirt at night, which is fine because I usually end up being kind of hot. So it's nice to have a little refreshing <laughs> chill. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, but um, half full, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this week I went three days in a row where I had gotten coffee on my shirt, on the mm-hmm. shirts that I was wearing. They're all white shirts too. I don't know why I keep doing that. Don't buy white shirts. I know, but they were so cool. Um, anyway, they, okay, that was three days in a row. On day four, I thought to myself, I was like, whoa, cool. I made it the whole day without spilling anything on myself. Nice. High five. And then I went to get changed and apparently I had washed my pants with my tinted chapstick in the pocket. So I've been walking around all day with like red smudge on my like pants and not the best area. So yeah, you can't win. Like I said, not new, not news. No one probably cares about that, but it's surprising. Also not surprising. (laughs) It is a very Annie B moment. All right. How about you? What's weird with you? Well, did see something online and I've been seeing stuff like this lately. So this guy, I think this was on Reddit, this guy was in an accident and obviously he hits his head, he's unconscious, right? And he slips into another reality. Whoops. Whoops. Don't you hate when that happens? It's like banana peel. Yeah. (laughs) So he, there, he meets this woman who he falls in love with, marries her. Whoa. They have a kid together. So it's a full-on different life. It's a whole life. It's like, life. this life he, was a dream, a and he's like, well, yeah. that was a weird dream. Yeah. They have another kid, so they, they got two kids, and he loves his life. He loves his little family. Like, really weird reality bending. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day, he notices the lamp in his living room is weird. Like, not right. It's just off. And he can't let it go. He's... He, like, loses sleep over this. He can't stop thinking about it. I mean, the lamp is weird. He's like, this doesn't fit into reality. He's like, something is wrong with this lamp. Huh. And he's losing sleep Was it a lava lamp? (laughs) 
you know, they didn't include that detail, but you know, I bet it was. Honestly, why did they not include that detail? They're like, oh, this one object changed everything. He's like, we're not going to talk about the object. He's like, my Grunke from Ikea or something. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. All right. So he (laughs) stops going into work. He stops eating. And this freaks his wife out so much that she takes the kids to the mothers. He's just like staring in front of this lamp, like not moving, not talking, nothing. So when she leaves, he realizes his reality is a lie. Mm. And right after that, he wakes up on the ground surrounded by paramedics. Holy shit. So he, and he remembers all of this. He then has to, you know, not only deal with the recovery of his body, I'm not sure how that went, but he's like this whole life and family and children that he has to grieve Holy over. cannoli. Isn't that fucked up? And that's not the only story I've heard like that. I heard another one this week where this guy took sativa or wait no salvia that's the one he took salvia he was on a podcast and his bros were like yo do one more you didn't do a big enough hit bro do another one so he did two big hits and then he like you know passes out for eight minutes and he goes into another reality where he's underwater there's a whole underwater world so we've got some aquaman shit going on yeah we do and he like the other guy has a job, has a life. An has underwater a- job? Yeah. It's a different reality. It's oh, not here. I know everything about this. I uh, truly wish I knew more, but, God. you know, this was like a soundbite on Instagram. Right. So the, uh, and he gets a girlfriend too, and he's like very in love with her. Wow. And um, so eventually, I guess the Salvio wears off and he eventually wakes back up in this reality, in, the, in his human body. And he and then his friends are like, "Yo, bro, you okay?" Meanwhile, he's like trying to breathe water that they're giving him to drink. Oh my god! He like can't get used to this new fucking reality. And they're like, "You good, right? You're good, he's right?" Like, no, where's my wife? Like, like stop, stop taking these wives away from these sad men. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, it sounds like more of a nightmare to wake up oh, in a room full God. of a bunch of bros podcasting, be like, "Do more drugs, yeah, do more drugs." We got you so good. Could be like, I need to go back to sleep. Now you're grieving <laughs> your family. LOL. You know. Oh my God. So it's like, okay, are these parallel? universes or parallel realities where these are lives that are actually being lived and if so do they blip out of existence in those lives or does it just look like hey this like my husband's being really weird about this lamp and then one day he just snaps out of it and goes back to his normal self right but he comes back here so maybe they diverge at maybe that moment swapped. i, I hope know. so i hope that he doesn't leave them you know as a single mother He's just gone. Yeah. It's really interesting. And obviously you can say it's a hallucination, but like what the fuck is a hallucination anyway? If you feel like it's as real as the fact that you woke up and you're like, oh, all the rest of that was a dream, Mm. then yeah, what is reality? I don't know. I have some dreams that are like cinematic epic movie events and they don't necessarily feel real. But they're so good. I'm like, damn, I should definitely write that down and produce it and direct it and then like make a lot of money off of and it. And then you don't? And then I forget it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta write that shit down. Yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about today, Annie? Let's get oh, into it. All right, let's do it. Hey. 
today we are going to be talking about chakras. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those words that's like a trigger word for skeptical people who think it's like a really like woo mm-hmm. subject. Like it's anti-medicine. Right, right. They like put it right up there with crystals, which we will also be doing an episode about, yeah. I'm sure. But they're silly billies because <laughs> <laughs> because the theory of chakras I know has been around for like what like thousands of years like yeah. way longer than any like real understanding of Western medicine and you know yeah um, you silly billy yeah much silly gooses <laughs> um so okay my very very basic knowledge of chakras and yes. I know Sarah you've looked into this more and will definitely you got? have more to say what you got. Okay, so chakras. What I think about is that it's like an energy center in your body. There, mm-hmm. are, there are a number of them, and it kind of goes down the center of your body, and it corresponds, or each one corresponds to different emotions and like physical wellness. I think it's centered around like bundles of nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an actual physical correlation with it. Totally. Um, but I guess the idea is to keep those chakras opened and balanced so your energy can flow or else you could have negative effects. And I think that you can work backwards from it too. So, and I, I feel like this is more often how people learn about what they need to treat or how they need to open everything up. So basically if they're having any sort of inexplicable tightness or uneasiness in a part of their body, um, it could mean that they have a block in that chakra. They're having some emotional thing come up constantly. Um, it could be that the chakra that corresponds to that emotion needs to be cleared and opened up. As far as what it looks like to clear that, how you tell, you know, where it's coming from, all of that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I know this is incredibly vague. Um, so I'm going to turn to you for more help about this. Did I get that right? Or rather, how wrong am I? Yes. Cool. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. Good job. So from from Wikipedia, let's start with our old friend, Wikipedia. Chakras come from the most ancient Vedas or scriptures in Hinduism. We're talking 3,500 years ago. Chakra means wheel or circle or disc or cycle in Sanskrit. Chakras are used in spiritual practices in both Hinduism or Buddhism, but they did start in Hinduism. They're basically energy pathways all along your body. Um, Some people are like, there's 88,000. I'm like, (laughs) what? But uh, today we're just going to talk about the seven chakra system. Each chakra is located in a vertical path following the spinal cord and extending to the top of the head. Practice to unlock and align your chakras include meditations, energetic breathing techniques, symbology, monosyllabic chanting, reciting affirmations, body movements through yoga, and more. These techniques can help better flow the prana or chi or radiant energy that lives within everything. At certain points within the body, these flows of prana intersect and those are the locations of chakras. So it's like an energy highway, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to And this is like an on This ramp. is what I need. I need mm-hmm. you to say all those words and then come back and tell me very <laughs> You need short. metaphor. I need a we'll, metaphor. Yeah, yes, we'll, thank we'll you. We'll get into it. Okay, now I want to get into 
each chakra. And again, we're in the seven chakra system. So while researching sources on this topic, there were Forbes articles, WebMD entries, in addition to the countless mindfulness blogs and yoga journals. So today I'll be citing information from, once again, you guessed it, Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender. Hell yes. <laughs> we need to find a way to put this in every single episode. Should we just do like is that the podcast? Just Avatar. <laughs> we have five episodes of anything else and then it's all about Avatar. I would be totally down with that. If we don't mention so Avatar epic. in every episode, I think we might be doing something wrong. Yeah. All right, so this is going to come from season 2 episode 19. And also for this section right now, I'll be referencing a poster I found on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I think my old neighbor left a poster like that for me too. Also, uh, backing up to Avatar, I think I had said before that Avatar was like the beginning of my spiritual Honestly. awakening. And this is also the best way, talk about me needing metaphors, like mm -hmm. this is the best possible way i could have visualized They're, it's concise about it. you know they're making it for 10 year olds so we can all get on board with it and i'm like yeah i i get it now thank right. you yeah all right so uh, according to veronix vintage yoga poster seven chakras knowledge zen room decor chakra decor chakra chart chakra wall decor canvas print poster these are the seven <laughs> chakras <laughs> The first chakra we'll talk about is known as the root chakra, or in Sanskrit, Muladhara. It's located in the gonads, or the private parts. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say private parts like that was the explicit term and not gonads? <laughs> the gonads, and, or the private parts. <laughs> Gross. So it's right around the base of the spine. It represents trust, structure, stability, the foundations for life building. When out of alignment, it can represent anxiety and fear. Guru Pathik, that's the guru avatar Aang seeks out to help with his chakra blocks. Guru Pathik describes the root chakra as dealing with survival and that it is blocked by fear. When working to unblock this chakra, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? The modern color of this chakra is red. I don't know why. And the precious stones associated with it are fire agate, tiger's eye, and hematite. Cool stones. Wait, wait. So can you talk a little bit more about why there are stones that no, correlate this with this? A poster. Weren't you listening? This oh, is sorry. from a poster <laughs> on Amazon. Weren't you listening? So they talk about the stones, but they don't say why stones no. correlate. I guess. Let's talk about the stones when we talk about crystals. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. The symbol for the root chakra is a four-petaled lotus with a square and a triangle in the middle representing the earth. Like root, mm -hmm. get it? Mm -hmm. Earth, mm -hmm. you get it. When using affirmations to awaken this chakra, you want to use the phrasing, I am. And when chanting to awaken this bad boy, you want to go with the mantra, Lam. As in, lam. What do you mean by using I am? You know, I am powerful. I am grateful. I am this. I am that. So each chakra has a different uh, affirmation associated with it. Lots that of you people, would tell yourself. Yeah. And I, th I feel like lots of people just stick to the root chakra because it's so powerful. But we'll get into it. There's lots more for each different chakra. Okay. So next up, we have the sacral chakra. 
or Swadhisthana. It's located in the adrenal glands right on top of the kidneys or below your belly button. It represents creative and sexual energies. <laughs> Gonads. No, no, that's different. Oh. When you're out of alignment, <laughs> you get repressed creativity, sexual dysfunction, and emotional emotional isolation. Uh, Guru Pathic, once again, Guru Pathic shout out, uh, says it represents pleasure and is blocked by guilt. So ask yourself again, what do I blame myself for? The modern color is orange, and I don't know why. The symbol is a lotus flower with six petals. In the center is a crescent moon, and it represents water. The precious, the precious stones for the sacral chakra are citrine, carnelian, and silver rutilated quartz. The mantra for this chakra is VAM, and the affirmation is I feel. The literal translation from Sanskrit, Svadhisthana, means where the self is established. Next, there's the Manipura or the solar plexus chakra located apparently in your pancreas or navel. In Sanskrit, this means Jewel City. Jewel City, baby. Jewel City. <laughs> the symbol is a 10 petaled lotus with a triangle pointing down and it means fire. The color is yellow. I don't know why. This chakra represents self-esteem, willpower, pleasure, personal responsibility. When out of alignment, yeah, you get it. Low self-esteem, misuse of power, control issues. Okay. Guru Pathak says the fire chakra deals with willpower and is blocked by shame. So, you know, what are your biggest disappointments in yourself? The mantra for this chakra is Ram, and the affirmation is I do. So the other one, what was the last one that you talked about? Uh, the sacral, the sacral chakra. chakra. It has to do with blaming yourself. And this mm -hmm. other one has to do with shame. Mm -hmm. Those are different. Hmm. Um, the are they di can you tell me how you think those are different? You know, I think it's more like actions versus perceptions. Um, I blame myself because my actions affected others. I feel shame because I don't know. I, I am something within yourself. It doesn't have it, to be yeah, things yeah. that happened. Right. Cool. I think it's more like action versus emotion. I feel shame that I spill coffee on myself every Aww. day. No, I blame myself for that. <laughs> I feel shame for hey, so hey, many other reasons. Why not both? <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the blame is the coffee spilling, the shame is the, the chapstick. Oh, oh. Yeah. Gotta bring in those affirmations. I feel like I need to do my laundry. <laughs> I, I do. I do my need laundry. To do my laundry. <laughs> okay, all right. So these stones include yellow citrine. Ugh, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Chiris. What? Chrysoberyl. Or is That's it? That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Chrysoberyl. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Let's go with Cracker Barrel. Let's skip it. Golden Rutilated Quartz. Um, yeah, that was Cracker Barrel and Golden it. Corral. Nailed That's it. what I took out of this. <laughs> then we got the Heart Chakra. The Anahata means unstruck in Sanskrit. And I was like, what? Unstruck. I feel like that deserves some, some ruminating. 
So I, I only have more questions. Located obviously in the center of your chest, of course, it represents love and guides our relationship. Imbalances feel like depression or having a hard time in relationships. Guru Pathak says the heart chakra deals with love and is blocked by grief. What grieves you? The color is green. I don't know why. This symbol has 12 petals on the lotus flower with two intersecting triangles looking like the star of David. Um, supposed to represent the joining of the male and female and also represents the element air. Okay. Gems include malachite, love it, emerald, yes, and pink quartz. The affirmation for the heart chakra is I love. Okay. Mm. And A little on the nose, but... <laughs> I mean, come on, be more original, am I right? And the mantra is yam. I love yams. Yeah, well, yes. That, you <laughs> That's could, how I'm going to remember could, this. There you go. I love yam with butter and I mean, get salt. Some, get some, a little bit of brown sugar in there. I don't like them sweet. I like them savory. Okay. Uh, then we've got the throat chakra. Vishuddha is, yes, located in your throat. It represents the ability to effectively communicate. Imbalances include shyness, withdrawal, and anxiety. Guru Pathak calls this the sound chakra, that it represents the truth and is blocked by lies. The color is blue. I don't know why. The symbol is, you guessed it, a lotus, but this time with 16 petals. It has an upside-down triangle with a circle in the middle, supposed to represent space, hmm. like space, like space. or or star or space or space, space or is it space? Uh, but then Guru Pathak said it's sound, so I bet then it's space, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, unclear. The Vishuddha means purest in Sanskrit, which is really cool to think about when you're talking about self-expression. You know, mm -hmm. like alignment in this chakra would mean you are expressing the purest form of yourself. Authenticity. Mm -hmm. The mantra for chanting is ham. And the affirmation is I speak. Are all these making me hungry? <laughs> what? <laughs> ham and yam. Oh my God. I need to eat. Yeah, you probably should. All right. Then we've got the third eye. Ajna means command in Sanskrit, but like, okay, okay, not so bossy. Located between the eyebrows, the symbol is a two-petaled lotus with an inverted triangle, looking a lot like an eyeball, actually. It symbolizes the subtle center of energy. In tantric teachings, the guru will touch the seeker between the brows and command the energy within to pass through this center. Mm -hmm. In Avatar, Guru Pathak says the light chakra deals with insight and is blocked by illusion. The color is indigo. I don't know why. The affirmation is I see. And the mantra for chanting is sham. And those dang gemstones are purple fluorite, lapis lazuli, love it. And oh my god, amethyst, my birthstone. Oh my god. Ew, that I'm made like... me really angry at you. I don't know why. 
<laughs> what I'm does like, amethyst look like? Uh, it's purple. Like so, all of those are purple. Uh, eh, purple fluorites, purple lapis lazuli is like really blue, mm-hmm. and amethyst is like really beautiful and wow. purple. That I'm just like very so special. connected to my spiritual energy. What can I say? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't want to hear anything else about it. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, we're on the last one. Don't don't stress out. Next is the crown chakra. Sahasrara. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just sounds... It just sounds like I'm trying to say your name. Yeah, it sounds like a drunk person. <laughs> it sounds like a drunk person trying to say Sarah. Yeah. Sahasrara. I, I can't get past it. I'm so sorry if this is offensive. Sahasrara is located above your head and means thousand petaled. Sahasrara symbolizes your highest spiritual center, your consciousness, your spirituality. Disconnection from this chakra shows up as closed mindedness and cynicism. I'm sorry, I have the giggles now. You got it, Sahasrara. I, I got to be professional, Sahasrara. Guru Pathak says the thought chakra deals with pure cosmic energy and is blocked by earthly attachments. Its color is violet. Oh, this lotus has, yes, 1,000 petals and symbolizes infinity. The gems are diamond, clear quartz, and gold. The mantra to chant is Om. Hey, you've heard of that one, right? Mm-hmm. And the affirmation is, I know. Um, I don't think you're supposed to say it like that. But <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> now, each one of these chakras has its own corresponding mudras or hand position. But y'all can look that up on your own because it's quite visual. So when working to unblock your chakras, Guru Pathak says to examine each of the things that block your chakras, fear, guilt, shame, grief, lies, illusion, earthly attachments, and to unblock them is to let them go as if they were flowing past you down a river. Okay. Easy. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I will say, yeah, yeah. Look up the, what did you say, called mudras or? Yeah. Look those up. For me, that is like the best, most obvious way to actually feel this stuff in your body because I, I've practiced a few of those. So it's like you'll take your hands and put them together in a certain way. And you'll see some people actually use this while they're public speaking. Mm. I don't want to say his name on here, but like Lai Uskme. He uses those when he's speaking and when you put your hand in a certain position, it like centers you in a specific way that Mm -hmm. brings forward your confidence or what it is you need to get in touch with at that moment. Very cool. So it, you know, so much of this is invisible, but if you're really tuned into like feeling your body, feeling that flow, and then you, you actually move yourself in a specific way, I, I think you can actually feel it open up. That's very cool. Um, so in in the show, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Avatar Aang has a pretty easy time opening his chakras. He unblocks all of them in about 10 minutes. He's the, the Avatar. He is he the Avatar. Anything he, wants. he should be good at this. But he's not able to unblock the crown chakra because he can't let go 
of his attachments or his relationships. Mm-hmm. So you see, he see, loves, he loves Katara. He loves Katara. But you see, avatars—they're just like us. <laughs> So what do you think about that? Uh, that he can know about all of chakras. Oh, <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. sad about him and Katara. <laughs> it worked <laughs> out. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're fine. Yeah. No, I found out about that in Korra. Oh, yeah. Um, what do I think about chakras? I, like I said, I, I think that it's been around for thousands of years. That's significant. I believe that the fact that it's not only theoretical but it's also intertwined with like bundles of nerves and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, which we'll get into yeah yeah I think that that's pretty cool how it's like you can't say that it is just in your mind like it actually can but you'd be wrong yeah sure you can say whatever you want um yeah some of this does seem arbitrary like I'd like to learn someday about like why they choose certain crystals and things like that my my guess on that is they say crystals have certain vibrations and Mm -hmm. if you're if there is a vibration that's in line with the energy of that chakra then it can help promote the flow on it i'm I'm assuming to that point i'm gonna get into science here in in a minute um but they do talk about frequencies like wave Mm. energy waves and not relating to crystals but um yeah we'll get and you're that. the frequency freak like you love frequency I freaking stuff. love vibrations yeah man. yeah yeah love when we were talking about starting this podcast she was like well can we can we talk about vibrations let's talk about vibrations about vibrations. <laughs> vibrations man <laughs> and she made it weird again so yeah. we had to move on yeah i mean vibrations are in most things i feel like it would actually be kind of hard to do an episode on vibrations because it's in everything we could do a sound episode or something Anyway. This is a podcast. This is a sound episode. <laughs> You're so right. We're doing it. All right. Um, me personally, I don't think I'm in, a, believe it or not, I don't think I'm in alignment with all of my chakras. It's surprising. I know. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a work in progress. Uh, I do have a few anecdotes about them, though. Okay. I feel an extra connectedness with my throat chakra. A long time ago, like a long time ago, I was in this relationship that didn't suit me. You ever been one of those? (laughs) (laughs) A few, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And even though my gut intuition, which is probably another chakra, right, was always trying to tell me to leave, which I was ignoring, blissfully Mm -hmm. ignoring, Mm -hmm. um, wishful thinking had me staying. So eventually after enough time, some may say too long. (laughs) Wishful thinking or attachments. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be thinking about all of this in yes. terms of like where it falls on the chakra. So interesting. Okay, yes. So too much time passes. We break up finally. And it was then that I realized that I don't know for how long, somewhere in this relationship, my throat just started feeling choked up all the time. Yes. Like, like verklempt, mm-hmm. tight. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really weird. I couldn't understand why. And through, you know, therapy and working on myself, I know now it was because I wasn't allowing myself to express my true feelings, my my true identity, to even express my own needs to myself. And that 
somewhere along the line, I'd lost my true voice right. because I stopped showing up for myself. Dude, um, I have a very similar one. Yeah. When I think about chakras, like th- this is the first, that's right. the first thing that it's my brain wild. goes to. So my body was trying to tell me that I wasn't being authentic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now it it's gone, right? Um but it still from time to time will come back. And now I use that as a meter for authenticity. If I'm feeling that tightness in my throat, it causes me to pause, to reflect, to think about what's going on in my life. And if I'm not meeting one of my needs, am I acting in a way that's inauthentic to what I actually want? Then I have to think about what do I actually want? Right, you know? right. And um, it's really helpful because yeah. when you're thinking about intuition, desires versus wishful thinking and like you said attachments mm-hmm. um it can get kind of hairy and confusing so yeah it's really helpful oh yeah dude, what's, totally what's, your, what's like, your thing with yeah that? so mine is pretty much i came to the exact same conclusion wow so there's there's one time in my life specifically that my mind goes to because i was working somewhere where there were some like mean girls Mm-mm. i mean it was led by a dude but you know like that quintessential like group of mean girls mm-hmm. um so at that time, I would feel that same like like super tightness in my throat, and I'd get like choked up, and I'd have this tick, like this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie The Family Stone with yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker and like yeah. Rachel McAdams? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, she has this horrible tick. It's like she's digging for clams, which I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What does or that what mean? that sounds like? Is that how you dig for clams with your mouth? Yeah. I think you're doing it wrong. I don't know, Rachel. What are you talking about? Right. So, yeah. So it's like very much like that Sarah Jessica Parker uh, character in that movie where it's like she's all uptight and stuff and has this like <coughs> thing. And it was to the point, just like Rachel McAdams, that like I overheard the mean girls like making fun of me and talking like making that, uh, you know, mimicking bullshit. me. It was bullshit, but you know, I'm better than that. So you are. when I started to find my, like you said, authenticity as I moved into jobs, not even jobs. I mean, honestly, my authenticity is moving out of jobs and really just working for myself and towards the things that interest me, like art and working with animals and all of that jazz. Love it. As I've started to find my voice and feeling more confident, especially, um, that tightness in my throat has loosened up. And it's not something I feel pretty much at all anymore. But like you said, when I do feel it now, it especially stands out to me. And I have to check in with myself like, okay, what you know, I know what this is based on past experience. What yeah. is it right now that I'm like holding back? What am I not saying? What am I frustrated about? Mm-hmm. Um, God, and I feel like so much of these you know, spiritual discoveries and, and, and working on yourself, everything just points to you being as authentically you as possible. And it seems to cure a lot of ailments. It turns out they're right. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If I only took my binder seriously <laughs> yeah, in right? first grade. <laughs> That's what I think about as far as a personal experience That's with really cool. chakras. I mean, like we're twinsies. My yeah, God. yeah, yeah. We got I that little love, meter. Though, I would love to go to somebody who actually practices with these and like helps you open them up. I feel like that's something I need for sure, but I wouldn't know where to start. And honestly, I just don't like homework. Like, (laughs) 
I want someone to do it for me. I mean, I'll be there and I'll like assist, but I want it to happen in like a setting like, where do I it go to there. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Use your crystals. Dude, like, I have a story about that. Okay. So that's a perfect segue. Um, one of my brothers. I have three. Hi, guys. Uh, one of my brothers last year, he got himself into this crystal healing workshop. Um, so he learned the meanings. He learned the mantras, the prayers that go with them. And I think most importantly, the intention mm-hmm. that goes with them. And it seemed like it really, really helped him. So when he was in town last, he brought his crystals and he was telling me all about this and he offered to do a healing ceremony on me. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what happened. Okay. I don't understand crystals. And at the time that this happened, I understood them even less than I do now, which is still like not a lot. So my brother has me lay on this couch. He says this prayer over the crystals that he holds And then he places them at different points on my body. And by now, I think I'm just humoring my brother. You know, he's excited about this new thing. That's great. I want to support him. But as soon as he lays down the last crystal, right on my forehead over my third eye, the area feels like it explodes with tingles. Whoa. I'm so shocked at the sensation I can't focus on the stuff he told me to focus on. Yeah. It's this radiating, pulsing energy. And I can feel it coming from my third eye location, traveling all around my body. It was wild. Could you see anything? I was so shocked I couldn't focus on anything. And I was like, you know, so shocked I was like opening my eyes and like trying to get my bearings, like take my, like, you know, convince myself what was real or not. So I wasn't. I don't even remember what he told me to focus on, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was it was so physical yet invisible. And that is what in these chakra teachings they call the subtle body or subtle energy. Those undeniable yet invisible forces that run through our body, also called prana, also called chi. It's the energy of our bodies. Oh, that's what she is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, I would love that. to do another crystal ceremony again. And this time, ideally, I would be able to focus more on whatever I was supposed to be doing instead of just thinking, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> do you do yoga, Annie? No, I don't. I have before. Um, I mean, th- that that is integrated into other exercise things that I've done Mm -hmm. um but as far as just like practicing yoga no now I do stretch on my own and when I do that so I mean maybe it's the same as yoga but I I have my calming music I have my candle on and then I just kind of stretch in whatever way my body tells me to stretch but it's not any sort of a little bit like sounds like so uh, yeah I'm a I'm a yogi actually (laughs) (laughs) thanks for asking um yeah I wish I did more yoga. I think about doing yoga. Mm-hmm. So that's like, all the that's time. like basically, that's the same. That's like halfway there at least. Um, but yoga is supposed to be really helpful in aligning and unblocking your chakras. Uh, yoga practices are intended to help move the energy through your body. So if you're doing all of these like, uh, you know, mindfulness meditations meant to unblock your chakras where you're contemplating those blocks, you know, fear, grief, shame, all of those things, that's great, but you're still going to have to 
do something to get the energy to move through your body. To expel it from your body. Exactly. So, so yoga. It's not just a mental. Right. Thing. It's the mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And that's why yoga is so important to these, these teachings. Moving on, I want to talk about science. Yay. Now so, all those little silly gooses can listen. Yeah. Hey, listen up, you silly gooses. They turned it off a long time ago. They are not listening. <laughs> They're not here. Um, when talking about Western science, subtle energy or chi or prana isn't talked about, but it's not something that can be denied, is it? Like, just because it can't be proven, it can't be disproven, mm-hmm. you know? So where does that leave us? Right. Right. But as we're going to find out, it kind of can be proven. Cool. Um, So when people talk about medicine, often they're uncomfortable, including these sorts of Eastern ideas, because they're not included in mainstream healthcare. And uh, people assume it's garbage. Mm -hmm. Gabbage. Gabbage. So again, you know, relating to last episode and the fundamental differences between Western and Eastern thinking, we don't know what we don't know. Now, some people have been knowing quite a bit for a lot longer than we have, we being Western society. So I take Eastern, you know, practices a little bit more seriously. Um, I mean, no, I take both seriously, but I just don't think that it should be dismissed just based on like how much history it has. Like, I don't take Western prejudices as seriously. Like, oh, that's not science. Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't take that as seriously as, you know, the Eastern teachings that mm-hmm. have held up for thousands of years. Exactly. <laughs> you know. All right. So I looked online for academic studies on chakras and found that someone had already done my work for me. I love <laughs> that. This comes from the International Journal of Healing and Caring. Oh, my God. What a cute name. That is adorable. A research article called, Is There Scientific Evidence for Chakras? By Margaret Moga, Ph.D., I looked into a little bit on Dr. Moga, and she's currently an associate professor of anatomy, cell biology, and physiology at Indiana University School of Medicine. Nice. I love that background. Um, And it seems appropriate. Like, she's looked in – so she looked at a few academic databases for research on chakras and found over a dozen. So now we'll talk about some of the mind-body studies she found and also the body systems that these chakras are anatomically responsible for. So, locations of the seven chakras all along the spine correspond to major nervous system plexuses or clusters, like you were saying. Um, but it is a better word, a plexus. Yes. It's, it's plexus. I will be using that from now on. It's, it's kind of sexy. Ugh. Never mind. <laughs> I won't be using that. <laughs> so, thinking about the nervous system and how feelings are involved and interpreted, you know, Oh, got to listen to your gut. Oh, like I'm heartbroken. Like, you know, it's all, it sounds right. Ner- the nerve plexuses and um, it's not just your imagination. Things well, yeah, because you happening. actually feel that way. I mean, if yeah. you're heartbroken, you feel, you feel this, oh, this heaviness yes. in your, in your heart. hundred percent. Yeah. If you were nervous about something, mm-hmm. if you were anticipating something and you're anxious, mm-hmm stomach like yeah i mean i get an upset stomach sometimes if you're if I'm in really love about you're something. gonna feel butterflies in your stomach i mean well that's usually like an anxiety thing too they say that if you're feeling butterflies in your stomach 
a lot with somebody that you're romantically interested in, it might not be a good sign because it's something it's like indicating that there's anxiety around it because it seems fleeting. Like it seems like something you can't, that's not steady and grounded that it, you can really like rely on and build off of. So it has, you're excited because you're just like, is it, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And you just, you feel that frenzy because it just, it, it's not as grounded as it might want to be. Now, maybe, and it doesn't mean that something's damned because you feel the butterflies, but I think it does explain why you, often feel them in the beginning of relationship mm -hmm. more so later on because as you establish a more solid connection it, that feeling probably sinks down to your uh root chakra. your root chakra where yeah. it's more grounded that makes sense so now i'm going to get into the experiment portions of things the good stuff all right listen up you gooses in theories of chakras 1981 Motoyama looks at electric magnetic, and optical transmissions from chakras during meditations. What? Right. Yes. Let's get into <laughs> it. So the, she got experienced meditators, so like not us, mm -hmm. um, and she tasked them with meditating on one chakra. Okay. And then when they felt it activate, felt some sensation, they're supposed to push this button and then they would look at the data and see how the timing and readings mm -hmm. corresponded. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. So they're put into a chair that is electrostatically shielded. They're in a light-proof room, completely dark. There's a copper electrode and a photoelectric cell put on the selected chakra and a control chakra because we want, we want that kind of study, you know? We want to have control. So what was recorded was really cool. The selected chakra emitted energy. The photoelectric cell detected light in a light-proof room. Ah. In complete darkness. What? And the copper electrode detected high-frequency oscillations. Energy waves. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, pretty cool. So another experiment by Hunt detailed an infinite mind involves the subjects undergoing 10 different deep massage treatments. Um, they're all hooked up, and it was with the intention to activate these mm -hmm. chakras, right? So they're all hooked up with electrodes along their chakra locations. And in addition to what energy waves the electrodes are recording, Hunt brings in a woman named Rosalind Bruyere who reads auras, and she makes notes while these... Uh, subjects are undergoing their treatment. We should look into auras because we, that's one thing that I'm curious about. It, I don't know. I don't want to dismiss anything that we talk about, but that's the one thing where it's like as subjective as it can be. Maybe. I mean, See, again, I'm ignorant about it. You're, I think it comes down to like psychic readings or you're trusting a person not to just make something up well you see those pictures that people take like the aura pictures and i'm like yo i had a camera back in like 2007 that when you took a picture it showed like a ghost next to you because it was like already on the film i'm like is it just random i don't know well it, sorry i digress we'll get into it one day um so hunt observed this is from the article quote hunt observed that particular waveforms and frequencies in chakra electrical activity 
corresponded to particular colors observed by Bruyere at those same chakra locations. So that regardless of location, the energy readings of specific wavelengths had a corresponding color for mm, I wonder if that's where the color for the each chakra comes from. No. No. Okay. Res- this was regardless of location. Okay. Oh. Yeah. The advent of the color is just like a Western thing. Okay. It's, it's pretty meaningless as far as I could find. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it has meaning. I but think the meaning is probably visualization. Exactly. I think it helps to have I something think, in your I mind that you can visualize. So, uh, these studies are really cool and all, but we need more. I would imagine that there's been a lot of stigma in the science and research world about alternative medicine. No doubt, no doubt. I hope we can keep learning more because this all seems really cool. I think I want to back up for a minute and talk about uh, when they were getting the deep tissue massage. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about when I say I want someone to do this for me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to lay on a table and get a deep tissue. You know what? Hook me up to whatever electrodes you want. I don't care. But I just need someone to give me that massage. Maybe put those stones on me and be totally clear. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just, when you said clear, I was like, she wants to go clear? Like Scientology? Annie, no. No. Yeah, I'm introducing a brand new concept into this discussion. (laughs) Oh, they got to you. My God. It finally happened. So that's our show. Yeah, I think that's another good one. If any of you guys have any interesting stories about chakras, maybe you're a practitioner who helps clear it out. I, you know, and this goes for any topic that we talk about. If you actually know what you're talking about, <laughs> please let us know. Please. We are in no way experts on any of this. Um, it's just, these are just interesting subjects to us that, that we try to put out there just so we know a little bit more about them. Uh, but please correct us, let us know, um, any important things that we're missing. And really, if there's any other topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can email us at way too weird pod at gmail.com. That's with the number two. Number two. And you can also find us on Instagram at way too weird pod. So please make sure to like and follow the Way Too Weird Pod on all your streaming platforms and share it with your friends. So as you're going about your week and you're doing things, making decisions, and take a minute, take a break, and remember, what's the best that could happen? Yeah, I love that. Just ponder that into the universe. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay curious and keep keep it it weird. weird. Way Too Weird. I just spilled all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.